is this rolling? Is this set hot? Summers, this is Derek Dillinger, the franchise of AIW, the director of the production, the neon Tarantino, Derek Dillinger, and you're listening to Wrestling Chairs. Got Taking your way in the world today Takes everything you got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away Sometimes you want to go Where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to go where you can see That troubles are all the same and welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Well, but we might fuck up the show name. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review for AIW's Go For Broke Episode 8. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net like i said this is a review for aiw's go for broke episode eight and we got the show title right this week as you're hearing this i have gone back and edited last week's episode where i fucked that up but as i'm recording this i haven't done that yet but it will be fixed for next week for anybody who listens in the future. I don't know why I said gauntlet for the gold. Uh, to maybe it's because of the G's gauntlet for the gold, go for broke, God, whatever it fucking is. I fucked up. Shout out to Stacy Silvers for pointing that out and being the first person to point that out to me the day after the show was released. So big props to you, Stacy. So much like all these go for broke reviews, uh, it's the same panel. We have Charlie Butters. Yeah, I just want to say that um, I, I was not making fun of you because you messed it up. I know people kind of thought that's what we were doing, and uh, I wish we were that cool to catch that and do that. But uh, I think the reason why you did, too, is because we were talking about shows right before the we went on the air about, like, do you think we'll get all the marquee shows this year or not? And that's probably why it got stuck in your head. And we have Jay Gold. How are you? So, yeah, we, we totally fucked that up last week. Uh, and... Well, at least somebody caught it, but the oh, fuck I've all the editing I've been doing lately. It's like, God damn, at least this week, this is the first week I haven't had two episodes to put out. So that's somewhat of a relief, but yeah. And that's what happens when we record late at night, man. That's, it's a thing that can happen. That That's the other thing on top of it too. The past like couple of weeks, I haven't been getting to bed till really late Monday night. And then I wake up, go to work, come home eat dinner, watch go for broke. And then like, you know, we jump on Skype. Like granted, we don't start immediately after like we should. There is, there is a thing in podcasting of warming up, which I think people don't think about a lot, but sometimes it's just having conversation with whoever you're going to have conversations with. And it just helps set everything instead of just going, okay, record and go. That's something that I've just picked up over the years. 
So a lot of times, like we're not starting till midnight. So a lot of us are tired. And like I said, the past couple Mondays, I've been getting to bed really late. This week is no different, but got the episode uh, right. So I'm happy about that. So let's get into Go For Broke. Thoughts on this episode as a whole? Start with Jay Gold. This was a good episode. Uh, different, again, as we always say, each week is different. This one, we'll get into it later, had some outstanding wrestling this week. Um, a couple of really interesting vignettes, but some top-notch, top-tier wrestling. So, yeah, very enjoyable episode. It went very quickly for me this time. Um, yeah, looking forward to reviewing this one. How about you, Butters? Easily the best go for broke to date. Uh, I don't think there's it's going to take a lot to top this episode going forward. I think this is probably the best episode of the series. I don't know if anything will top this, just in my opinion. I would think that there's going to have to be something that that top it. There's a lot of stuff that we're building, and what we've said every week about how good the episodes are. So, I, I think I still think there's some bigger things to build, and we're still. We still got some cool stuff coming from all this. So, yeah, there's there's got to be something. It's got to be something bigger. I think whenever it is that it's announced that it's it's going to be over, I think we're going to see some crazy shit. And whether it's going to be like at the end of the episode, okay, boom, uh go for broke's over. So this is this is where we're at. Or whether it's going to be the week before or the beginning of that episode where it's like, okay, you all right, mad dash. Uh, whatever the last flag that they wave, what does the in the in NASCAR? What the checkered flag? No, the check the, isn't the checkered flag the last one, but like when you get on the last lap, isn't there like a, a different flag that they wave? I'd have, to, I'd have to ask my brother that green flag. I know one of them's go when you after yeah. after a wreck, and then you get the checkered at the end. Not sure the last lap one. I, I but if there is something because I'm not a big NASCAR person myself, where's store jobber when you need him, yeah, where's, where's the store jobber, but. If they do wave something at that last uh, lap, I feel like it's going to be like, okay, like now it's time to make some moves. And I think if that's the way we go, I think the standings for that, whenever that is, is going to go crazy. I think there's going to be somebody that's going to lose a lot and there's somebody who's going to gain a lot. Like, I don't know. So I think that episode is going to, is like going to be big if, if that's the route it all goes. I hope so. I hope it's like a big, uh, the ending is almost, almost, almost reminiscent of the last Seinfeld or the end of Lost. <laughs> See that kind of thing though doesn't equate to being a bigger, better episode to me. That just equates that there's a lot going on. I think that this, I'll put this episode up against any of these other episodes, a sight unseen, and I think that this episode is going to be still better. I don't know. It's going to be very difficult to beat this. I mean, we'll see. Butters, uh. How the episode start off? So we were starting with a recap, but uh, it kind of went into Rip City talking to Kaplan and telling Kaplan that PB Smooth has been talking shit about him behind his back, and uh, Kaplan went to go find him. Well, the the Rip City uh, uh, planting that seed into Kaplan's mind. I I had here is this real? You know that them helping out Kaplan. Um, Got to take a step back and go. Is this really what we're watching? Is this really um, Rip City's intention? And uh, and and I'm gonna go with no. Um, I love Kaplan. I don't want to. I, Kaplan shouldn't be uh, uh, baited into this nonsense from Rip City. But uh, we'll see where that goes. 
Rip City only cares about three people. And it, you have Wes, you have Bishop, and you have Brickster. Kaplan isn't one of those three. So this is obviously leading to something to fuck over Kaplan or or just make the, their standings look good. That There's always going to be a motive when it comes to those two. Oh, come on, guys. No, Rip City wouldn't do that. They're just they're straight up guys. They, they heard PB talking shit. They just, you know. They, they they aren't fans of that. They wanted you know Kaplan to know that was happening and trying told, to help a friend, right, Butters? Yeah, oh, just just trying to help their friend out, man. That's I, I, I would do the anything. same for you, Butters. If if Summers was talking shit, they'd be all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I talk shit to his face though. That's <laughs> true. Like he he wouldn't have IWTV guide if it wasn't for me. I gave him the idea, so it's my podcast. <laughs> That's strong right there. You got some server bills that you know, that are owed. Then <laughs> I, I, I get I get paid to do podcasts now, so I could I can pay that off real easy. Mm-hmm. Mercenary, he's a mercenary. I got that uh, PVD money now. <laughs> Come in and uh, buy a IWTV guy like my name's Vince McMahon. Taking the whole library with you. That's all you want it. <laughs> You're buying it for the tape library. Buying it for the tape library, so I can uh, edit out all of. Uh, Jayhawk from the, all the podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, Orange is going to want his masters back, so he might want to. He's probably be the first one online to, to get a hold of those master recordings. <laughs> so yeah, then I like cut back to the end of uh, Steve Guy doing the recap, and uh, then we went into the leaderboard. And what does that leaderboard look like? So we have the Duke in the lead with three thousand five hundred uh, and a. Four-way tie, we have Wes Barkley, Pretty Boy Smooth, Trey Lamar, and Ethan Wright with 3,000. Derek Dillinger with 2,500. Dominic Garini with 2,000. Kaplan with 2,000. Uh, another four-way here with Eric Taylor, Ziggy Heim, Philly Collins, and Marino Tanaglia with 1,500. And then one, two, three, four, five, six people with $1,000. And then Mikey Montgomery with 500. Starting to starting to really make me wonder how many guys are going to be in the tournament. Really is looking at that board. There's a large clump of people all stuck together, um, and then I'm I'm just trying to figure out. The more I the more I watch, the more I'm trying to figure out how many they really want to go with. Uh, as far as as far as talent in this tournament, I mean it's got to be at least eight. So twelve. I don't know. That might be too many, so maybe eight, eight or ten. Not sure. I just, I just know that um, uh, there's a lot of people kind of bunched up with the same amount of money. So they better figure out how they're going to jump up and how they're going to get in. I can't have Derek sitting, you know, five or six down. He's got to get. So we got to get him some money so that he uh, he sticks in there. But um, uh, I'm not sure. I'm. I don't know what your guys' opinion is, but I, I mean, six is not enough. Eight is a sweet spot, but that's only going to give you, what, four matches? Is that what eight is? Uh, four, six, seven matches? Is that what eight guys bring you? So what, so what you're telling me, Jay Gold, is that you are going to find a way to uh, print Biggins bucks and then give them to Derek? Is that what you're saying? Could happen. Could happen. I know a few people who own a printer. I can't do it on my work computer, but <laughs> someone else could help me. <laughs> I think my neighbor can print bigger bucks for me. 
I'm just wonder. I'm just trying to figure out how they're gonna, how many guys are gonna squeeze into this tournament. So, so Derek will become a mysterious benefactor. No, he will be benefacted. <laughs> Mysteriously. Mysteriously benefacted. Yeah, Jay Gold's gonna finance all their snuff films going forward. <laughs> it's like eight millimeter, but with I'm rust. in my I'm in my viewing room in my basement. Right next to the oil tank. That's where I like to watch the snuff films. <laughs> Put on the gimp mask and just <laughs> take it in, breathe it all in. <laughs> oh man! All right, what happened after the leaderboard? Uh, we got an Eric Taylor vignette. I I personally love this dude. By the way, I think I think he is he is really growing on me his I, I didn't know he had he has a very very good put together personality um I, I i this whole show has made me really like the bitcoin boys a lot and i think eric is the standout for me it's not saying mikey's not great either but i think eric is my standout out of the two of them um and and the vignette just kind of helped me um you know kind of like him even more um but I'm a I'm a giant fan. I be, I'm becoming a, a very big fan of Eric Taylor's. Yeah, Eric Taylor had the uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, storyline going with his dad being Silver Fox, and uh, yeah, good stuff. And his dad is Kevin Nash. <laughs> Seriously, look at him and think Kevin Nash, and you can see it. And I've I heard people say that before about him. I think it was at uh, at the Hell on Earth that Kevin Nash was at. People saw Eric's dad and legitimately thought it was Kevin Nash. And then once I heard that comparison, I think I seen him the next day at UXWA. I looked at Eric and I was like, oh, yeah, I fucking see it now. I got I, I see it. Yeah, that's he looks almost exactly like Kevin Nash. And uh, then after Eric's vignette, we got into the first match. Eric Taylor versus Dominic Garini. And this match really set the pace. And, uh... I don't know about you guys. This is where I was like really surprised. This is like the first time they said since his debut that we've seen Eric in singles competition and obviously going up against his teacher and one of the best in AIW. This was uh, pretty interesting to see. Butters, what were your thoughts on it? So his gear, Eric Taylor's gear um, was different than what it usually is. Uh, it, it almost mirrored Dominic Greenies, and like I like I said this on Twitter. I'll say it again, and it's true. This felt like Owen versus Brett from WrestleMania 10. There was a lot of like vibes from that constantly throughout this match. Uh, even at one point, Dom took a uh, turnbuckle bump to the chest, uh, like Brett liked to do. I mean, there was a lot of stuff like just little things. Like I just it really felt like. This was, you know, student teacher, but it also just I I very much got uh, Owen versus Brett vibes throughout. Um, you know, they they started off with a ton of technical wrestling. Uh, it broke down to you know Dom got frustrated and then hit him with several strikes and then got his armbar submission, uh, which he should have won right there. But Xavier, you know, got distracted by Duke. Um, Eric worked over Dom's ribs throughout the whole match, which was, you know, that was a really good story to be told there, working over, you know, what was taped up, that kind of thing. Dom would counter here and there with submissions, but, you know, Duke kept helping him get to the ropes. Uh, Dom hit a ton of suplexes at one point that was just brutal. 
And, and, you know, Eric held his own too. Like he had a second rope code breaker and then he had that running boot that was real good. Uh, this, this just was all around, uh, an excellent match. This was definitely probably the best match of the series. Um, that's why I'm, I, I'm saying that this, like this whole episode as a whole was probably the best because this, uh, this was probably the best match of the series and it's going to take a lot to top this match. Yeah, yeah, this one was a star break, a star making performance from Eric Taylor. Um, he Dom, look, Dom's streak of matches that I have seen. I think you guys could say the same thing in the last what, like five months, has been. Uh, I would put his run right now up there with any with Lee Moriarty and and a few others um, as far as just pure wrestling. Uh, uh, you know, just, just pure wrestling, uh, um, technical, like prowess and in, and entertainment value. Dom has put on the best matches pound for pound, um, out of any independent wrestler in the last, I would say four months, at least since WrestleMania weekend, when he did that match with, uh, with Koo and Finjuice, Dom is on a, on a fire hot streak right now. Every one of his matches are entertaining um, and he made Eric and Eric made him tonight. Uh, Eric, Eric was pushed into the stratosphere with this match. Great match, really athletic, really, really fun to watch. Had no idea who was going to win. Um, and I liked Eric Taylor's fighting shorts. I liked the fact that he wore something different to wrestle in a singles match. I think those little touches are what makes somebody, so much better where you can see, Hey, I'm not part of the Bitcoin boys tonight. This is my match. Um, I really enjoyed that. And I thought, uh, um, Eric and Dom had really, really good chemistry together in there. And it was, it was top to bottom. Just one of those matches that you just couldn't, if you put it on tomorrow, if you put it on next week, you can enjoy 20 minutes of that, you know, anytime it was perfect. There were no downtimes. There was nothing that bored me in that match. It was just an all-around terrific match. I think this is a sign of things to come from the Bitcoin boys. If we're just seeing this from Eric, like it's, it's no knock on Mikey. There's things that I, I do love about Mikey, and we'll kind of get to him a little bit later. But I think, uh, and it's, that's not really a bold statement, but we're going to see Bitcoin boys become tag team champions. Because imagine this level of Bitcoin boys versus PME. Regardless of who would win, because I could easily say PME and I could easily say Bitcoin boys, but it's going to be, in my opinion, just my expectations, I should say, are PME versus to infinity and beyond level. And we're not even to that point yet. And they're evolving. They're, yeah. These two guys are no longer like these two snotty, like come out with the Duke, you know, uh, vaping in your face, just snot nosed guys. They're they're serious contenders. And with Duke, they're even more serious contenders. Like they don't have to be a gimmick. They don't have to be the guys that wrestle ICP and take the bumps. You know what I mean? These guys are like second or third best tag team in AIW. Um, if you go Philly, if you go PME, if you go rip city, and then right under that is Bitcoin and like 40 acres. Um, and you know, I, I I'm, Forget to infinity and beyond. They're on another planet. Those guys are that good. But if you look at Bitcoin, they are are just rockets strapped to their back. They're popping up that list 
And this just shows you. I, it, unbelievable match tonight. Really, really good. So for the first time in Go For Broke history, which has only been seven previous episodes, the match ends in a draw after hitting the 20-minute time limit. I like it. What happens if there's a draw? I don't remember what the rule was. No points are awarded to either man. Yeah. Oh, it's not like soccer where you get one point on a draw and three if you win? Nope. Nobody got points from that match. Oh, sadly, Even Even though it was a hell of a match, nobody got any points out of it. All right, Butters, what was next? Oh, we got a Hornswoggle commercial. <laughs> DylanPostel.com. Oh, it gave me such a chuckle, man. That was a good one tonight. Yeah, it popped me to see a, a new commercial. I mean, sad we didn't get a Time Capsule Toys commercial, but fucking DylanPostel.com. How, how can you not love the delivery? We've got contacts. We've got a, we've got a shopping cart. <laughs> <laughs> Just so funny. I mean, it's just so simple. And like, you know, who I, I you got to think like Steve Guy or like Thor, just like this is too funny for themselves. But it was really it just it it brought a little levity after that intense match. It made you want to like just chuckle a bit. So that was that was terrific. They need to release that on YouTube so I could share it because I thought it was great. All right. What was next, Butters? Uh, we got a uh, backstage segment with Dom coming backstage. Uh, Mikey was shit talking him, basically saying, "Oh, you know, you couldn't finish him." Uh, and Dom told him that he would cripple his little ass. So yeah. I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the one weird thing that I love about Mikey, and I feel like I've said it before, like early in these episodes, with those glasses on, he looks like a serial killer from the '90s, early '90s, like maybe the late '80s. That's true. So you're saying he should grow a mustache? <laughs> you don't you don't need the mustache when you have those glasses like he does he he looks like he he's killed some people and we just don't know it he has a few heads in his refrigerator a few dead bodies in his basement <laughs> so that, that's like the one little small thing i love about him all right what was uh after that uh we had a razor sharp vignette early in these episodes did we talk about if razor sharp was going to get a, a vignette or were we talking about if like uh Riley Rose would get a vignette. It was there was some people we were talking about whether they would get one, and I can't remember if Razor Sharp was on that list. Maybe because like a whole bunch of people, and I I think that the consensus was that we probably wouldn't, and then we did. So um, I'm wondering, but, Riley Razor Rose might be the only one we haven't gotten one from. They even did Casey Carrington, but we haven't seen a Riley Rose vignette. He was like first. He was in like the first two episodes of the of the show, and then we haven't seen him since. Yeah, I was about to say, like, we haven't seen him since, I think, episode two. Like, he's been in some some backstage stuff, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. But, yeah, that was a, that was a sweet uh, – you know what? A guy like Razor deserved that. So, you know, good on him. It was a feel-good moment, and this show has – one thing I give credit to Thorne for and, and, uh, and Steve Guy and, and just the entire AIW company is that they – you know, something that attracted me to it from the beginning is that they have – they're they're they have a heart and 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 they also have like that you know they they're there's a goodness to it and when you watch something for razor you just say to yourself you know that that's that's awesome you know like he deserves that so you know i I had i had no there's nothing bad you could possibly say about you know razor and what that was so well deserved for him any thoughts on the vignette butters 
Um, I mean, yeah, it was cool to like kind of see him talk about stuff and um, you know, like uh, his his history with depression, that kind of thing, and, and being bullied and that kind of thing. And uh, it's it's uh, you know, like like Jay Gold said, it's a feel good kind of thing that you know he's out here doing this. So, well, speaking of Razor Sharp, he was in our next match. Next up, we had Razor Sharp versus Arthur McArthur uh, in a, a very, very quick match. I think, uh, yeah, quickest match of the night. And uh, Razor Sharp basically uh, refused to die. <laughs> and we had world's oldest referee in there. Right, Butters? Yeah. Well, uh, I believe that it was just so that he could um, officiate for... Uh, Arthur McArthur, because, you know, they were, they were probably born around the same time. Same age. Yep. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> uh, we didn't even get a head injury for Artie Mac, so I have no idea what what generation this Arthur McArthur was this time around. The winning generation, apparently. That's uh, right. He may have given Razor Sharp a head injury with that law, <laughs> so... Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see if you know Razor Sharp comes comes from the the past and the next uh, next time we see him, he might be a little different. Already channeled his inner Fritz von Erich and put the claw on him. He is a pretty strong guy, so that makes sense. Yep. Arthur McArthur beat Razor Sharp in one minute and one second, according to Jayhawk, and that was by pinfall. What was next, Butters? We got Philly C shooting on the shooters. He knows they're up to something. Yeah. He knows that they're up to something. I, I like when they, when they, and I've told you guys this before. I like when they take, when they make Philly and, and Marina serious, like they can be the good vibes, good times guys. But as your tag champs, you got to take them seriously. Love it. When, when now I like this, this aggressive, you know, Philly Collins, I like it a lot. Um, and I, 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 that was a perfect like answer to Wes who like NWO hijacked, you know, the video a couple weeks ago or whatever it was. So um, I like that Philly had an answer for him. Have to, especially as tag champs. There wasn't a, you never saw, like, you never see like the tag champs, like have to take a back seat all the time. You know, like the, 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 the young bucks aren't taking a back seat and backing down from anybody. I'm trying to give you like nowadays guys. Cause I, I just, I, I don't, I, I, all my references are from the nineties and from, you know, you never saw the eliminators, you know, back down from anybody. So I really like when they give, you know, Philly a uh, uh, an aggressive side. I think it works for him. He's a big dude. He should be aggressive. He shouldn't back down. So that just that that video definitely worked. You know what I'm kind of disappointed in is the fact that you know we've had Philly and Marino, and they never did a, a any type of segment with uh, them in the green room where they, you know, they have that fog machine. They could have smoked out that room and made it look like, you know, they were smoking out that room and, and really kind of uh, put over their characters at, at some point. That could have been really fun. I think that uh, that would have been really great. Like have all, all the smoke in the room and then somebody like trying to go into it and be like, what the hell is going on? And then them two just come out of the smoke. That would have been fucking amazing. I think I think that would have worked. Them. Yeah, I think that would have worked more in the first or second episode. Yeah, and now yeah, that, that we're so far in, them. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> it just now dawned on me. I was just sitting here thinking about it, and I'm like, damn it, that would have been really cool. <laughs> I don't know. They're not really that that kind of team, though. Well, they're from Erotic City, so they you know you might as well make it play it up a little bit. I mean, that no, 
No, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the other side of this. I I disagree. I don't I don't think that would that doesn't really fit who they are. Just because like they all about, you know, good times and good vibes doesn't mean they're about that. Like that's not part of their character. There's other tag teams I've seen that definitely overuse that. That's not necessarily who PME is. I dig it. I see from your side too, but I would have liked to have seen that anyway, just because it would have been kind of surreal. It would have worked out. Yeah, just not 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 PME. What was next, Butters? Uh, Kaplan confronted PB. This was interesting. Uh, we don't get to see Kaplan talk a lot, and this was like kind of like Kaplan in long form a little bit, like with some of his uh, answers and everything. It reminded me when he was on Pod Van Dam, and he had uh, pretty lengthy answers for people, and that's what uh, got Kaplan for you. I was kind of surprised that PB didn't didn't just be like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? Like, why? Like, he PB kind of kind of just let him let Kaplan kind of vent on him and be like, you know, I know you were talking shit and all this stuff. And you know, if PB's like seven feet tall, shouldn't he just look at him and be like Kaplan? I didn't, I didn't say that you, you, you know, that you're being set up and you know, that's instead they're going to go wrestle each other, which is fine too. But, um, I was kind of surprised that PB didn't put a squash on that, you know, real quick. Um, but you're right. It was very long form, long form Kaplan in that, in that spot. I think PB kind of tried to tell him that, but obviously Kaplan wasn't listening. And that's why he kind of just like, all right, well, I guess we could have a match, but you know, it's going to happen. So, and then after that, we got into our next match. Jocelyn Navarro versus Mikey Montgomery. Seemed a lot of people on Twitter were very split on who they were going to root for. How'd you guys feel about this match? Star Wars Jiggled. This is, this is what you were talking about before, about how we were going to get to Mikey Mikey is super, super creative. He does some spots that I, I really, really like. Um, he, he puts together, he, he, I mean, he's not afraid to do everything in the ring. And I, I like that about Mikey and, uh, Jocelyn is just a straight badass. And, uh, I, I, she is believable against everyone. She's not just believable against other women. She's believable against the men. And this was no different. Um, this was a really, you know, this was a good match that, uh, you got a little chicanery and, and nonsense in, and it, it, there's a little learning lesson there for Jocelyn, but, um, yeah, I, I really liked it. I was very entertained by it. How about you, Butters? This was a hot six minute match, man. This was, this was real fucking good. Like everything was crisp. Everything was clean. There wasn't like very much that I think there was like one thing that was a little like, um, shaky but like it it didn't matter because she literally hit a german out of it and it nearly fucking killed mikey so like (laughs) this i mean everything was so fucking good it was so fast paced and everything was just flowing the whole time like it was just boom 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 it was great this was probably one of my favorite intergender matches i've ever seen and uh this was just this was really on fire for me i really enjoyed this i'd like to see them maybe have a little bit longer of a match but this six was I mean, awesome for the show. This was fucking great. I didn't like the finish, but you know, it is what it is. This this match was fucking awesome. I like to see them go again. This is a lot of fun. Jocelyn's someone that I love seeing in the ring, especially getting uh, these type of matches. And she's a fighter. I was rooting for her here, but unfortunately, it was uh, Mikey getting the win. Uh, maybe getting his hands on the Haas boot. Maybe using it while the 
Uh, ref's back was turned and, you know, was able to pick up a pinfall victory. Jocelyn went for the uh, bit on the interference from uh, Eric Taylor coming down and she paid the price with the uh, with the boot to the face. Um, you know, rookie rookie mistake. She'll learn from that one, though. But, uh, yeah, Bitcoin does it does it very well. All right, Butters, what was next? The night Tom Waller danced top the Odeon. 2019 Jail at Weekend commercial. Never gets old. Uh, then we go backstage to PME, and they run into Ethan Wright, who says that he will be beating both of them because they came from the Academy. Which is a good gimmick. I like it. Ethan Wright, you know, targeting all these guys. I love it. I think it's great. Yep. Really gives him so much more uh, direction. Um, it makes and he 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 can act like a giant dick to all these guys, and he uh, it gives him a lot more direction. I like I like that for him. And he's a big dude. You saw him stand up with those guys, and he is he's thick and he's a big dude. He looks good. He looks the part. So I'm happy that they found a direction for him. What if we see Ethan Wright challenge for the tag titles? Obviously, he would have a tag partner, but who? And I'm not even saying don't go for broke episodes. I'm saying kind of, all right, if we're going with this uh, this whole thing, okay, you're going to challenge for the tag titles? Well, he has to, He's is. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to join Duke, and Duke will have find him a partner. Just not sure where that's going to come from yet. Maybe uh, the Duke finds somebody new to add to his little roster. Well, I want to know how the Duke's going to handle Ethan Wright attacking the Bitcoin boys because they came from the AIW Academy. So obviously, if his character is the Academy killer, he's going to have to kill them, too. So, yeah. Ooh. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's a good idea. That's that. I actually love the fact that you could do all that with him. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Duke, what was next? So after that, we kind of rolled down the hallway a little bit and uh, we see into a room where the Duke is talking to Chuck and Arthur. And he offers up Mikey and himself against Chuck and Arthur next week. I'd like to see how Duke is going to work with Mikey. Mikey's so creative. I hope that they do some big man, little man spots where maybe Mikey jumps off the Duke's shoulders or (laughs) something like that. (laughs) Oh, man, that would be great. Kind of like the bulldog and the little dog. That would be terrific. Duke could wear like a a bowler hat and and have a cigar. Mikey could nip around at his heels. It would be terrific. Anybody catch the Duke saying that uh, how old he was and Arthur MacArthur didn't like correct him that, you know, how old he, he is? <laughs> I missed it. I missed that part. I was like, wait a minute, Arthur, you're uh, you're you're pretty old, too. Like, wh- 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 why are you letting the Duke uh, throw that around on you? You got him. Search yourself. And then we got into the main event. Wes Barkley versus Philly Collins. This this was a fun match. This is what I've I've. I'm hearing early rumors for this is the most is the highest rated main event segment on any IWTV stream in history. The highest rated segment in the entire catalog of IWTV at 10:45 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, Jay Gold. It's unfortunate that they had some technical difficulties during this, and and you know we part part of the match was was missing. Before before the end, I don't know what happened there. I thought I thought uh, I like what they do. Um, I, I liked I like aggressive Philly Collins. I just I love it. I love love aggressive Philly Collins. If he if they could keep that up 
for the next, you know, um, you know, for the, if they could let these guys go for a year like this or whatever it is for the next, you know, five shows as your tag champs, an, an overly aggressive Philly Collins is the way to go. And, and Marino kind of playing along and like kind of taking his cues from him because Philly could be a leader like the, the leader. I, I like it. You're, he's your tag champ. Get in there and and fight against the number one tag team, you know, the number one contenders. Um, you know, Philly didn't back down from Bishop. It, it, I just love it. And and it, it, it was just a good good match on a night of really, really good matches. Yeah, it feels like uh, Philly, like, finally found himself here. Maybe not in this match, but, like, as the character's been progressing, you know, with, like, knowing that the shooters were up to something and everything like that, he's just been kind of building this character. And we're really seeing uh, that kind of payoff with, with him, like, this whole transformation that he's he's done. And I, I really enjoy it. I think that uh, you're right. This aggressive version of Philly is really great. I think that he's like, uh, I'm a monster. He's unstoppable when he's, when he's like this and it's, it's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on this match? Well, you, you know, Jayhawk, as I was looking on Twitter said, this was an upset. I just want to go on record and say, anytime a tag champ wins a match, it's not an upset. He's the tag champ. Wes Barkley was undefeated before this. He I get it. Undefeated wrestler, man. That's, I, that's an I get it. Even the Pittsburgh Pirates open up the season four and zero. It doesn't mean if 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 the Yankees beat him in an interleague game, it'd be an upset. <laughs> They're the ch- he's the champ. He's the tag champ. If he wins a match, it should never be considered an upset. I, I personally up against think- the ratings god, it was an upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose side are you on, Butters? You can't take Jayhawk's side for everything. <laughs> no, I just, I, I really felt that, that, um, uh, I, I think the only, I think the upset part of it here was the way that PME won. They kind of turned the tables on Rip City, mm-hmm. but it was not, from a wrestling standpoint, I would not look at the tag champ winning a match as an upset, no matter who it's against them, unless it would have been against Bishop. Otherwise, they're like, you know, they're, they're number, they're two on, on the list. One, a one, one, a, and two, you know, you have, you have the, the, you have the intense champ. You have the absolute champ is one. The intense champ is one, a tag champs are two. They, when they win a match, they, they, it shouldn't always, it shouldn't be looked at as an upset. It should be looked at as you're going up against the tag champs. These guys are, are the best. So, you know, I, I liked it. And I thought that I, I just, I like that fit, the way they won. It just kind of flipped the switch on him a bit jay gold you're wrong okay uh because you're looking at it from the wrong wrong angle if the who who won the college championship last year this past year i don't watch college sports (laughs) was it was it alabama let's just say it was alabama because i think that's who it was not sure so if that's the case you know they're they're champions you know you got to consider them one of the best you know if they beat somebody it's not an upset right all right, they uh, they go up against the Jets. They beat them. Is that an upset? But those are two separate leagues. Wes is not Ex- in a uh, league yeah, division. They're in different divisions. No, That's... they're in totally different leagues. One is college, amateur. Yes, yes, but... These two are pros. These are pros. But they are both in different divisions. Being a singles wrestler and being a tag team wrestler are two different things. That's something that has been stressed here on go for broke that just because uh, yeah. like you are a 
tag team champion doesn't mean you are going to have success in singles competition. I think that we're thinking about this way too hard. <laughs> I think we've had though this conversation. I I, I like the, I like the the uh, I like dissecting it like this because um, I'm always under the opinion that as when you're holding a belt, you know you're you, you should be treated like you know the best. But I get where Summers is coming from that these guys are tag champs. It doesn't necessarily translate to singles wrestling. I get it. Or but I do. Yeah. If if you want to go the pro route, if the uh, previous champs of the CFL were to beat the Jets, wouldn't that be an upset? They're they're both professional. Yeah, but again, that's different. Totally different. But they're sport. But, it's a different sport. I mean, it's still football. Different rules. But they were to beat. They would beat them. I get. Let's it. say the no, C. I let's say, say the CFL team beats the Jets on NFL rules. I, I get it. I get it. I just like I just like putting them up on a pedestal because I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, of, of PME and I, I I like what they're doing with them. So I look at it more of as a very impressive, um, just an impressive win in a, in a really hot feud that's going on right now. I would say Philly got the uh, got the upset win, you know, because like always said, Wes Barkley is in go for broke undefeated. Mm hmm. I did have to pull up his stats for the year. He did lose to Swaggle. I forgot about that at Hello Cleveland. So not totally, totally undefeated, but undefeated in Go for Broke. So that's a uh, that's kind of a big deal for uh, Philly to. So who's not like I said, not used to uh, singles wrestling all the time, right? And that was a great way to end the episode, especially with how we started. We're going back to kind of the same thing. Eric Taylor, not a singles wrestler, held up his own against. Dominic Greeny. Yeah, we had that all night, basically, going through. You know, Artie Mack is part of bulking season. Razor is part of Razor and Frankie. You had, you had Jocelyn who's part of 40 Acres. You had Mikey on his own. You had the tag champs on their own. Um, yeah, look at that theme that is, like, weaved through the entire episode and uh, and also the, the amount of, of high-quality – Probably, I think Butters would agree with me, the best match of the entire series tonight was Dom and, and Eric Taylor so far. Yep. And look at that, too. Uh, coming back from two episodes ago, bulking seasons together. No no uh, trouble in paradise. We're not, we're not worrying about a bulking season split, at least as of right now, but they everything seemed to be fine backstage with the Duke. So maybe it's over. Maybe not. All right. Any uh, final thoughts on this episode? Star Wars Jay Gold. Nope. Just a, I, I, again, different episode than last week. Good matches. Best match of the year uh, of the of this of this show so far. And uh, um, you know, it went quick, and it was and and I liked it. It was to the point, and I'm I, we're hurtling towards the the um, the Biggins uh, tournament being announced sooner than later. So each week, it's getting more and more exciting. Butters. It's going to be hard to top, but if anybody can do it, it's AIW, so we'll see what happens. All right, uh, last minute plugs. Jay Gold. Nope, Jay Gold 12 on Twitter. Butters. Uh, Charlie Butters on Twitter, and my podcast is IWTV Guide, and you can find that on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. And, of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. 
email if you so choose a desire wrestlingcheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net like i said earlier in the show please rate review and subscribe your ever listen this fine podcast whether it be apple podcast google podcast stitcher tune in youtube spotify iHeartRadio, pandora or podbean wrestlingcheers.podbean.com and you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you are part of the highest rated main event in IWTV history. Later. It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, Good night. The world, Good night. We love you, we'll see you next week